Hey there. <laughs> a long time coming. Girl, when were we supposed to do this? Last June. June. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> It's all right. We're here now. We are here now. Um, but welcome to FMQ Talks. We're Queens hashtag grow. I've been wanting to have you on this podcast for a minute. And honestly, I know when I first asked you, I was like, what's your email? Like, you were like, what's my email? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we, for a background to our audience, we grew up together, literally yes. known each other our whole lives. Um, and me and Buki's relationship was not one based off of therapist and friend or nothing like that nothing like or that. family member. Um, um, but the Holy Spirit literally told me in the shower one day that you need to do an episode and he is who he, he wants you to speak on this platform. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, she's going to be like, hmm. <laughs> it's just so interesting because like. Even just circling back to what you said about how our relationship came to be like, yes, we have known each other our entire lives. But I think there was maybe, and maybe this is just on my end, but like the missing piece of like also being intentional about fostering the relationship Mm -hmm. between us. And I feel like it wasn't until like I I had to see more of you and what you were doing on social media. I'm like... Okay, I know her, but let me know no. her. Let me get to know her. Like, we can't we can't keep you doing. Oh, hey sis, hey cuz, and that's not it. know each other. Like, yes. I feel like, and that's something that me, I'm personally also working on, just yeah. growing and like that's being good. intentional, you know? Yeah. To foster relationships. So that's good. I'm excited to be. I here. agree, and I, I would say like you know you can be family with somebody, but don't even know them. Right. You know, right. like I have cousins literally across all around the world, and I don't feel like they know me. Yeah. They they see me. Yeah. But I don't think they know me. But let's even track back so people know who you are. Right. See? Um of course I'm Moniola and I'm the host here at FB Talks. But I would like to introduce my family, Buki, and I want you to introduce yourself to FMQ Talks and just kind of talk about a little bit who you are, you know, what you do for a living and yeah. So yeah. So full government because I'm so proud of my name. Amen. Ade Bukola Olufatebi is my name. I go by Buki for short. Um, I'm a licensed professional counselor or therapist for those who do not know what a licensed professional counselor is. Uh, Fully licensed in D.C. And as of, when did I get that offer? As of maybe june june i think i accepted my contract i'm an adjunct faculty professor at towson university so i do therapy as for a living i'm currently working at um, george washington university for with college students also a part of a private practice and yeah teaching as well love that okay so how long have you been um a therapist so i've been a therapist for three years it's it's been a journey it has been a journey Mm -hmm. if anything i feel like therapy has taught being a therapist has taught me more about myself how i interact with myself how i interact with people Mm -hmm. and i feel like having this degree having this training in how to do counseling how to be a therapist has really only enhanced who i am and who i already was and I think it's revealed to me a lot of the things that, like, even I personally need to work on to continue mm. my growth wow. as a as a person. Wow. So three wow. years, and it's been, it has been a ride, girl. Wow. Let me tell you. So 
I know parts of your story, but of course I want my platform to know your story. Yeah. And being a therapist was not the destination. So let's talk a little bit about the path that God, you know, brought you to and what you do here today. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a great place to start because you're right. <laughs> Becoming a therapist was not what I thought the goal was. Like, yeah. I think for me, you know, I'm Nigerian, we're Nigerian, so we grew up with, like, these really high expectations of us. Like, Very my so. parents will, te- will say this. They will say, like, oh, we never forced you to do this, that, and the third. But when you're bragging to all your friends that I'm going to study this, I'm going to study that, she wants to do this, she's thinking about that, like, do I really have choice? Exactly. Do I really have choice? So Peer pressure from our families. Peer, peer pressure from our family. So I went to Towson University. I studied biology with the intent of being pre-med and going to medical school. And it was a really rough journey. Like, going from high school to college, I, you know, did a lot of the science courses in high school, and I was getting A's, B's, like, it's easy right yeah. and then getting to college seeing that that didn't translate to the college courses that I was taking wow. I started to think that it was like a me thing it's a me issue so I struggled with my own mental health issues I started seeing a therapist at Towson when I was there wow. and I really just had to sit with myself and sit with what was going on and wow. I realized through the counseling sessions that I had I think we, we really only had two But it was like, I loved what she was talking me through. Yeah. And then, of course, like, I opened up to my mom about what was happening. And she prayed for me. And although, like, at the time, thinking about it now, at the time, having her pray for me about it didn't feel like what I needed, if that makes sense. And, like, it's so laughable to hear myself say that out loud now. But it was the truth for me. Like, it was, it didn't feel like something I needed because, like, Yes, I'm a Christian. Yes, I believe that God answers prayers and God can still move any situation. He can turn any situation around. But I wasn't in a a headspace or an emotional place to receive that for myself. So, like, after working through that and leaning into God, like, allowing myself to be prayed over, to be covered in that same space, I realized I'm like, counseling seems kind of cool like I'm already the mom of the group like I think people do come to me because they want to hear what I have to say or think that I might give sound advice so I was like let me apply I applied to Hopkins to their master's program got in with ease with ease and the funny thing is it's like you know when you start to know that something is not for you because it starts to get a little too difficult yes too hard. And my major in biology was starting to get a little too difficult for me. But then when I started my minor in psychology, I'm like, I'm, I'm moving very swiftly. Wow. It's so easy. Wow. I'm getting more opportunities in the psych-related field. I get, I get a job wow. at Kennedy Krieger. Yes, that job was also hard work. Wow. But I got that job. I got wow. a research assistant position. I got a teaching assistant position. All related to the field of psychology. So I'm like, I like, what, like, what are you saying? Hmm. What are you saying? Confirmation, though. But it was very much confirmation. So once I saw that, like how easy it was for me to make that transition, I was like, I think I want to pursue this. I want to give it. I want to give it the the space that it deserves. Wow. And honestly, I haven't. I haven't looked back since. I haven't looked back since. I think that's so good, and I and I love the um, progression of the story because, like, you're right, and I think there's another coin to that where. You know, it's difficult, but God is trying to teach you endurance. And then the other side is where it's like, it's happening happening so naturally, but God is like, 
I'm giving you what's in your hands. Yeah. Now go and multiply it. And and I think that's why you said you worked at this, you worked at that, you worked at this. You know, God will at least give you three confirmations that you're called to it. Exactly, you know? exactly. And I think also it was just like no longer my will. Like, what do you want? What do you want? How can I serve people? How are you going to use me? And I think for the longest time I thought that it was my choice. It was my choice. Yeah. So I choose that. I want to serve people in the field of medicine. And God was like, yeah, girl, I've got other plans for you. Yes, I want you to serve people, but I'm going to serve people with their in their minds. Wow. Because my people are hurting. And I've instilled that gift in you specifically. So wow. it was very much a shift in like what I want and more to like what wow. God has for me. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think let's backtrack a little bit because we didn't tell them the title of the podcast yes which is jesus and therapy jesus and therapy Um, and it sounds so mundane but it's so big and i'll be honest for me i've never had a therapist mind you my whole sister is a therapist so i hear these therapists my whole cousin is a therapist like i hear these conversations and stuff but if I'll be honest, it was prideful for me to think that I didn't need therapy. And I don't think I <clears throat> uncovered that until I spoke to you. Uh, just navigate, especially this season of my life, just navigating just how hard life has been recently, um, specifically with my mind or people around me. I think that is why now is the time we were supposed to record this podcast because if we were recorded it in June like we were supposed to, I don't think I would have that conversation yeah. that we had um, together about, you know, the next step, me starting therapy next yeah. month and all these kind of things. And I really want to hear your, that impacts in your life. Your faith plays a huge part in not only what you do, but who you are. That is your identity. So I want you to kind of tell the listeners um, what your journey has been incorporating your faith into your career or vice versa. Like, how do you navigate that? Yeah, so I think the first thing to really kind of make distinct is that like, I am a Christian who is a therapist, not a Christian therapist. Yes. Because I think there's also like, and this is what we've been trained to know in the field that sometimes there can be that negative connotation assigned to Christian therapists because they're so focusedly, they're so focused on like, the religion aspect of Christianity and therapy. Whereas for me, because I am a Christian first, I want that to show up in the therapy room. So that means I'm taking on whatever clients are willing to work with me if we're also gonna be a good fit. And I think I say this very often, like I just want the unconditional love that Christ continues to show me to, I wanna be able to show that to other people. Like people are out here suffering. People are out here feeling unseen, unheard. And I think for me, just just this idea of that, God can use anybody. And he chose to use me. So like, how do I allow myself to be used? Like, I'm praying for my clients in between sessions or I pray before the session because sometimes I'm like, a client will come back and be like, yeah, that was so helpful. Like, I didn't even know that I needed to hear that. And I'm like, I don't even know what I said, but okay. And I think, and not to maybe like change the conversation or shift the question a little bit, but I think as Christians, like when it comes to this idea of therapy, I think a lot of Christians lean into the idea that like, I have faith, I have God, I don't need a therapist. I don't need to talk to anybody about it. But I, I always feel like I have to challenge that because there's 
there's an aspect of that that seems like suffering in silence yes to is. me and and that's not of god yeah because i think that's the way the devil kind of comes in and tries to silence us and keep you isolated in your experience so now i feel like i don't need to talk to anybody because oh but didn't god say that he's always going to be there for you he's the only one that you need which is true but at the same time god wants us to have community there's no way that god wants you suffering in silence or wants you isolated from people we weren't designed for that in the first place so really challenging that connotation around being christian and going to therapy i think first your therapist should not replace the role that God has in your life that that's different so like really just being intentional about what you would go to therapy for and God still having the the place that he has in your life and a therapist adding to that if that makes sense oh that makes so much sense and I think even what girl I'm always getting emotional when we talk I don't know what (laughs) because even going back to what you said about like how Christians like almost like that suffering in silence I feel like you know that's something I can um trans be transparent about that I feel like I've gone through so much um just because I've always kind of had to be strong right I took on that identity at such a young age um just because I had such a big role to play on kind of you know, I had to grow up really fast, um, faster than any kid should have to grow up, I would say. Um, and I think it has helped me, but it's definitely harmed me. And I think even growing up in the church, like I say, when I was 16 years old, and I won't lie, God is my comforter. Like you said, like knowing that therapists can't replace God, but then it's also like the Holy Spirit, you know, he said it's not good for man to be alone. Right. And that's why, you know, God made Eve out of Adam's rib, right? Mm-hmm. But I think what we neglect is that finding the right community and the right people to trust because my thing came from the lack of trust. Mm-hmm. Not wanting to, and I'll be honest, like not wanting to open up to people knowing that they'll know something about me that I don't know who you're going to take this information to. You know what I mean? And you see, that's the work of the enemy. Like, and I think it's so funny because I've been learning about this in church, but like the difference between condemnation versus conviction right so even just what you shared just now like being condemned this idea that like i might not ever come out of this i might not ever grow from what it is that i'm feeling right now i might not ever be able to experience happiness or whatever it is that's that's the human spirit of condemnation right and it keeps you in that place of suffering of isolation or of needing to be strong all the time yeah and in therapy, like we would say that sometimes that can show up as like negative self-talk, right? Yeah. And a lot of times people think that because I'm hard on myself or I keep pushing, like that's my motivation. It's actually very helpful, but no. It's toxic. It's very toxic behavior because why are you, why are you talking about yourself like that? Why why does that have to be the language for you to, to keep pushing? Does that language match what God says about you? That's so good. And I think that also goes back to knowing the word of God. Yeah. And I think, and, and you can speak to this because you're a therapist and you have the clients. And it's like, how I don't think people know how to encourage themselves in the Lord. I think that is something a lot, even Christians struggle with. Like, you know, the Bible talks about that um, it is impossible to please God without faith. Right. And people do not understand the context of that scripture. It is impossible to please God without having faith. And yeah. the other point of that is just like, you're always doubting. 
you're always doubting. So it's like you're not even speaking life into your soul. So yes. how do you like encourage your patients knowing that you know the word of God? Like how do you encourage them, you know? It's a good question. I mean, I think the first step to encouraging a lot of my clients is developing their relationship with them first so that they feel seen, mm -hmm. they feel heard, they feel valued yeah. in that space because that's a lot of what they're not showing themselves yeah. outside of their room and that's a lot of what they feel like they're not getting from yeah. people in their community. Wow. So I think when you feel like your story is valid or you feel like you're being heard, I think to some degree that instills a level of hope like, okay, what I'm experiencing is real. Wow. I think a lot of times people feel like what they're feeling is too overwhelming or that nobody will understand or yeah. that this is something that might not ever go away. So to encourage them, it's one, just acknowledging that what you're experiencing is real, mm -hmm. validating that, but then also like giving yourself the space to imagine what it could be like if things were different. I think a lot of times people don't think about like, what would it be like if things were different? and taking it slow to really identify what are those steps yeah. that you need for you to get there because how can i get to a place if i don't know what that place looks like how can i know where i'm going and i don't have the, any directions what's the blueprint what's the map yeah that's good that's real good and i love how you said that and i think i kind of want to go into you a little bit like in yeah. the sense of where did your journey with christ start like how where did you start? Like, have you always? I, okay, and then yeah. you can kind of tell us. You're a pastor. You're a PK. Girl. Right? So that's a whole different world. So girl, go ahead. Girl, 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 Share. girl. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, okay, so yes, I am a PK. And baby, <laughs> that was hard. That was hard because I think for a very long time, I kind of felt like having a relationship with God was like by force by force and hmm. it was so much instilled in me to pursue God to do this to do that like it was it was also aligned with like perfection to me yeah. so like growing up it was just really hard to 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 want to follow God or to want to pursue God specifically for myself and I remember, it's so funny because my dad, he was doing a sermon one time and he shared this with the congregation. I was so mad at him for that. But I remember at one point in time, I felt like you trying so hard to like instill God in me is actually pushing me away wow, from true. him. I've heard that before. And I'm like, I, I, need to, I need it to be something that I pursue for myself. And I think for me, like I've had several times where like my relationship with Christ has ebbed and flowed. Wow. But I feel like now I can confidently say like, what was it? July 25th, wow. 2023, wow. I rededicated my life. Like, wow. I am confident in knowing that, like, like I think this was, like, the third time that I rededicated my life. And I think that just speaks to God's call to me that, like, you can keep trying to run, but I'm, right. when, I, when he says I'm chasing after you, like, the thing is, it's like, I feel like the Holy Spirit has always been there in me, mm -hmm. but... I also had to do the work to pursue of the relationship. Course. So I think for me, it was my relationship with God now is like, I want everything that I do to please God. Even when I know I mess up, I think I'm walking in more of like the discomfort of conviction. Yeah, that's good. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, 
even when I might fall or when I might slip up, I'm like, oof. Like before it was like, here you go again. Like you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna condemning myself versus now it's like, I'm reminded that I'm a child of God. I'm reminded that I am forgiven. I'm reminded that I'm delivered, that I am free. And there's so much peace that comes in that. Like, I I feel like I worry a lot less. I, I, I have less anxiety about the spaces that I go into because it's like, I'm literally of chosen people. And I think for me, that was something that I really had to like, and I don't wanna. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that was something that I really had to, to sit with because yeah. I think that also just relates to the idea of like, you know, practicing compassion. Yeah. I had to practice compassion to, to myself because wow. it's like, how can I, how can I say that I love God and like, I wanna love people? Is that something that I'm showing myself? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Yeah. Relationships that I'm having with other people. What does my relationship with God look like? Wow. Can I be intentional wow. about the time that I also give to him? And I feel like in where I am right now, this has been the most consistent that I have been wow. in following Christ in a very long time. Wow. Like from reading my Bible. Yes, I'm still working on the daily, but like, I don't think I've let more than two weeks go by before wow. reading my Bible. Like that that is a consistency for me yeah, that I needed. Yeah. And it's progress. Like I can actually track my progress now. I'm going to my, my prayer journal. I'm like, okay, I wrote today, I read today, I, I did this today, like I reviewed this series, I reviewed this. So like yeah. I think for me and my journey, even just kind of tying it into like mental health, because I also have a therapist yes. as a therapist, yes. but which is good. I think I I have done, like I've weaned off of my therapist a little bit so that I can tap more into my relationship with God because a lot of my uh-huh. mental health issues were coming from a lack of just like tapping into like my spiritual growth. And I kept wondering like, like everything else around me feels like it's going really good, but like there's just something, something is off. And I wasn't feeding myself spiritually. Yeah. So like after talking with my therapist about like all the different things, he had me re re go through my values and I'm like, love, reciprocity, acceptance, faith, all these things are values of mine. And I'm, I'm seeing myself display love, display acceptance, display reciprocity, trust. But this faith one, this faith one, like I know it's a value, but if some, if you value something, it shows up in how you operate, yes, right? It's so character. it's a part of your character. So I'm like, that aspect was lacking. Wow. What do I That's need real. to do? I left my childhood church and joined a new church, the Well. Shout out the Well, Rockville, Maryland. Wow. But yeah, I left my I left my childhood church because it's like I need to be challenged. Yeah. You know, you know when it's like the Bible talks about like um, children. You can't you once, can't have, you milk, can't have for milk forever. Yeah, like it's food. time it's time for me. I'm ready for my steak. And I just kept finding myself like being called to to move, move more spiritually, and it's it's been it's been really good. Like I won't lie, like it's been it's been an experience. It's been hard, but I'm grateful for the challenge. Like I'm grateful for how easy life feels, walking with Christ versus just like walking in You're in aimless. limbo. Yep, literally, you're walking in. You don't know 
where you're going or where you're gonna end up. And I think that's the thing about and that, that's the beauty about God seeking us. Bible yeah. says like if you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. Yeah. You know, like and those and those who seek you know, who those who are looking for God, God's also looking for them. Mm, I'm getting chills. And I love to know that because I'm getting chills. I think one thing you have to give yourself credit for though is that you had a level of desperation for God. Like you didn't you didn't give up. Yeah. A lot of people give up. Yeah. The thing is like I also just felt like I owed to to me and to him to not give up. And it's like trying to put a child in the way that he should go when he's old, he will not depart from it. Like yeah. I'm also gonna give credit back to my parents. Yes. Yeah. Because they like when I say they heavy <laughs> heavy instilled in me like the values and the wow. word of Beautiful. god so it was like wow. i really had no choice but to go back to my creator yeah. like wow. it's so interesting because even as we're talking about this topic of jesus and therapy like there's so many people who are also seeking therapy because they're thinking that things are wrong with them or something yeah. is going on and probably it's a call like God's knocking. Yeah, he wants to tell good. you something. He wants to do more for you, but will you allow him to do so? That's good. Will you allow him to do so? Like when I think about people who are struggling with like trauma and different things like that, like God that has forgiven you, not, therefore there is now no condemnation. Like God who has forgiven you, if he can forgive you, what is getting what's getting in the way of you being able to show that to you? Like. You mean like God does no botched work? Yeah. He does good. no botched work. That's good. So like I love that. What's 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 getting in the way? I think people are just so um hard on themselves in the sense of like almost like history's gonna keep repeating themselves in, in their own minds. But I think it also leads us to remember that, you know, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. Literally anything that could have occurred in like whatever trauma, whatever abuse, whatever anything, what the enemy meant to kill you, the fact that you're still alive, God is not done with you. Right. And I always try to like use any platform or even random conversations that I use to talk to people like to amplify that because there's so many things that could have personally taken me out. And in knowing that, the way I move. Yes. Yes. Oh well, like there's I I cry thinking about it because like mm. I don't think I'm supposed to, like, I don't think I was supposed to be here. I really don't think I was supposed to be here. Like, if I even talk about the amount of car accidents I've been in, to the point that, like, vehicles have been totaled. And I have walked away unscathed from those incidences. Like, wow. Girl. (laughs) Girl. I, I definitely agree with the sentiment that, like, people are so hard on themselves. You deserve healing. Yeah. You deserve healing. And I think one thing that like I really like when it comes to that, I ask people like, what would be different about your life if you allowed yourself to heal? Wow. From what is going on? Wow. Would it take work? Would it take effort to to keep healing? Yes. Of course, anything does. Anything does. Anything. Nothing worth having comes easy. So it's like, yeah. If. If your if your desire is to, but here's the thing, I because I see what you were saying about like people are so hard on themselves and when that like history is going to continuously repeat themselves. I think even just on this vein of Jesus and therapy, I think that's where therapy comes in because yeah, exactly. sometimes people are so hurt exactly. 
and so broken that they can't receive that which God has for them. So going to therapy to work through some of those things and some of those things is just, I need to talk about it in a space that I feel free of judgment, free of, free of scrutiny. Like I need to talk about it in a space where like I can actually get perspective yeah. in a space that also feels safe yeah. and secure because not everybody is a safe space. Not everybody is, yeah. a, is, a, is a person that's going to be actively listening to you that yeah. is going to give you also like a sound perspective yeah. at the same time. That's good. No, I love that. And I think um, even to add to that, Jesus saves. I, I just, I... That's blanket statement. Literally a blanket. Like it, like... Um, I was doing my soap. Soap is just breaking down, like the scripture, the observation, yep. um, application, application, and prayer. prayer. I was doing it the other day, and I think I was reading um, um, Exodus or something. Was I reading Exodus? Something like that. And it was just talking about love, right? And First John four eight and all the other scriptures. Love and God are interchangeable in the Bible, but a lot of people, they don't know that, right? And what I experienced being a person and also having family that is in therapy is that people want to be loved. Absolutely. Absolutely. People want to be loved. Absolutely. And in knowing that, and knowing that people want to be loved, I think that's why people are always seeking for approval, always seeking, or they hurt people so they cannot get attention which is what they wanted in the first place because they lacked that love, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have one question. Yes. For someone who has never been to therapy, what would you tell them and why should they start? What results will they see in therapy? That's a loaded question because I think, I think first of all, therapy can only be as effective as you're willing to be an active participant yeah, in it. Yeah, I would say that. I think what I tell my clients, like when they're like, for example, we have to terminate or something and they need to get connected to a long-term therapist. I was telling them to pay attention to what are you getting from the relationships that are serving you? The relationships that do feel safe, the relationships that you do feel seen, the relationships that you do feel valued. Pay attention to that and advocate for yourself to receive those things from anybody that you work with when it comes to therapy. Wow. Because a therapeutic relationship should model like relationships that you might have outside of that. Of course, the boundaries yeah. will be different to of your therapist, course. but really just looking for what it is that makes you feel safe, paying attention to those things. And I think mm. one thing that I would share with somebody who's like never been to therapy, it's like, like myself, like yourself, <laughs> why not? Hurt doing it. I mean, it might be uncomfortable yeah. because it's like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm having to talk about things that make me that don't feel good. Therapy is not a feel good place. Mm, that's good. It's not a feel good place. And good. <laughs> it's so funny because my approach, like I am very direct good. with my people. I challenge them because it's like what you said to me today doesn't match what you said last week or what you said you wanted from this wow. space. I need you to be an active participant in this because this is your life. I'm not here to tell you what to do. Wow. I'm here. I'm here to work with you to get to where you say you want it to go. Do you find people wanting you to tell them? Absolutely. All the time. And I give it right back to them. How is it going to help 
your situation for me to tell you mm, what to good. do because that's what I would do. That's good. That's not necessarily what you might need to do. That's good. I mean, but at the same time, like I, I do use like self-disclosure mm. in my sessions, but only to the extent that it would be helpful to that person. Okay. Okay. I think that's good. I think that's it encompasses everything. We've talked about so much, honestly, so much. And I'm grateful for you. I've learned even more today. <laughs> um, and I think it's important as well to what you do, yeah. not only what you do, but who you are. Mm -hmm. um, your identity rooted in Christ is needed. I think more of us who are saved need to occupy every space. Absolutely. And I find that we don't. One, it is a little taboo when you tell people kind of what you're in, at least the career I'm in and the career you're in, like telling Africans that this is what, oh, so what, like, it's Girl, almost like, how, how do you find that specifically? Let me, let me tell you because I didn't graduated from my program. I didn't started like looking for jobs. Why? Why do I hear my mother still telling people? Oh yeah, she's still thinking about going to med school, babes. E, <laughs> babes. What's I, I, even, I even packed that one in the luggage and put it in the closet because that's 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 not my thing. I think for me, like, and this is where I say becoming a therapist has also helped me unlearn toxic cultural behaviors toxic cultural perspectives yes i'm going to stand up for myself like even that. when i tell people that i'm a therapist that are african oh so you're just talking to people Rubbish. about their problems absolutely hmm. because there are people who look like me there are people who look like you who need people like me to be in that space and i love what i do like i actually share what i do very confidently they can that. look at me funny all they like but like I'm doing, I personally feel that I am doing meaningful work. I'm yes. doing the work that I've been called to do. You are, you are. You really are. And, and that's why I said we need more of us who are occupying the industries that we're in because, you know, representation matters. And not just yeah. representation in our skin color, but representation in our in faith. In our faith, in our faith. And I think intertwined with that is also just like West African identity. Yes. And like that's something that I, I'm really trying to tap into is like, helping people navigate specifically like within our culture like yeah. faith being nigerian yeah. and having mental health concerns That's good. because the delicacies around that are so like it, you have to tread lightly yeah because i feel like we've been taught for so long like give it to god give it to, god, to god give it to god yes give it to god and go to therapy yeah and there's nothing wrong and there's with the two. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing. And again, like I would say, your therapist does not replace the role that God has in yeah. your life. Yeah. If anything, like you should be able to go to your therapist and say, like, I am a Christian yeah. and I want to make sure that everything that you are sharing with me is Holy Spirit led. Yeah, amen. Do you identify as a Christian? Feel free to ask those questions. Yeah. You're allowed to ask those questions. Yeah. So being intentional, being mindful of what it is that you want yeah. from a therapeutic relationship. I love that. I love that. I literally love this entire conversation. And I know we could talk for hours, yes. but um, what is the last nugget that you would like to give the people who are listening, specifically knowing that my platform is tailored in to women? Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of the diaspora is kind of like my audience, but like anyone, whoever's ears this lands on, what is a last nugget that you would give them in knowing that the conversation we had today is Jesus and therapy? I want to say pray, mm. give it to God, and go to therapy. 
That's good. You deserve the healing. That's good. That's, that's, that's all. Like, you deserve the healing queen. Yes. You deserve the healing queen, period. <laughs> Mic drop. Thank you so much um, for coming on this platform today to just educate. Um, obviously, like I said, God is the one that told me to have you here. So the fact that you are also licensed, you're not just speaking to speak. Yes. Right? Yes. But you're also saved. Um, yes. So I, I really um, love that. And just tell, you know, the listeners where they can find you if you're comfortable with that. <laughs> yes. So uh, I will share my private practice info. So I'm a part of Fortitude Wellness Collective. And I'll share that information with you so you Please. can share with your listeners. Yes. Yes. Um, follow us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So thank you, thank you, thank you for coming to this platform yeah, where Queen's hashtag grow. Um, I really appreciate you so much. And I just know that this conversation is going to bless people i just it's yeah. blessed me so um i know that it's going to bless my audience as well and i thank you queens and kings for listening um today and then i just pray that whatever was spoken here it falls on the right ears is what i always say and that whoever is listening is ready to receive and ready to hear all that god has in store for them Amen. so yes. thank you guys for listening and we cannot wait to catch you on the next episode oh and lastly this is actually the last episode of season one. Woo! What a wrap up! Right? What a wrap up! <laughs> this is episode number 10, and um, I couldn't have ended it with anybody better. Um, so I'm very much grateful. Season two will be back in a month. We are revamping a little bit and um, just making sure that we do everything that's Holy Spirit led. That's Absolutely. what this platform is for Holy Spirit led. Everybody that comes on here. The Holy Spirit is the one that told me to bring them on here. I'm not just going to bring anyone. So I'm very grateful to God. But we will catch you on season two in about a month. And that's it. It's a wrap. Bye, guys. Take care.